week's episode of Two Girls, One Podcast is all about the hardest thing to find on the internet, mental health care. If you or your loved ones are coping with depression, anxiety, and other mental health issues, then I'm sure you'll enjoy listening to other people blab about it for an hour. And now here are your hosts, whom I'm legally required to say are not professional healthcare providers, Alison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls One Podcast. That's right. You're here. We're here. We're so excited to have you. Uh, Allie and I are performers who for a lot of years had a show called Blogologues. It was a live comedy show. We took internet material and used it as our script performing in front of a live audience. We then went to the online and we did interviews with the people behind the post in our web series, Two Girls, One Show, which you can find on Hoo-Ha-Ha. And then we decided we wanted to keep doing those interviews and have this podcast with The Daily Dot and Matt, who is with us right now. And we are psyched. Hello. Speaking of psyched, today is all about um, psychology. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll take that segue. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anxieties. Well, it's about all sorts of things that people could be dealing with in the mental health space on a website called Seven Cups. We're speaking to the Director of Community Development, Laura Small, um, but this was suggested to us on our Discord, which I'm thrilled to say. So thank you, Ash. Shout out to Ash from Discord. I think there was more general discussion about anxiety on the internet, and somebody suggested, Ash (laughs) suggested this site. Here we are talking about mental health on a comedy podcast. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's crazy? Everybody. <laughs> Woo. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyone got any fun therapy stories to tell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I always hear slightly crazy stories about people breaking up with their therapists, that that is oh. like kind of a big deal. Yeah. Where like the therapist doesn't take it well. Yeah. Well, I had one friend. So a very wise friend of mine recently was like dating two therapists at the same time. Um, Uh And they were apparently really different therapists. But she said that it became clear that one was helping her more than the other. So she did break up with one via email and a really like nice, friendly, professional thing. And she said the woman never responded, which threw her for a loop. And I think like really has kind of psyched her out, so to speak. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> how long yeah. ago was she? How, how, wait, what was the time frame? How long was she seeing her for? I want to say between three and six months, like long enough. The woman was getting to know her, you know, but she um, wanted a response to her breakup email. Yeah. And she never got one. I think that's a little messed up. Eh, I'm impartial on it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see her being like, oh, she's not coming back next week. I'll move yeah. this to low on my priority list. Yeah. <laughs> and, oops, I forgot to respond. I don't know. Yeah. You, you should, <laughs> should respond. I'd just be more like, did she get it? Right, right. You're always left to wonder. It's like somebody kind of ghosting on you. Um, it's ghosting, yeah. It's ghosting. I think it is. You're so anti-ghosting, Allie. And then this happens and you're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ghosting. Professional out. ghosting. Professional <laughs> ghosting is a thing for sure. But it drives me nuts when someone's like, oh my gosh, yes, we love you. We love your idea. This is great. We're going to get back to you. And then you follow up 17 times and they never respond again. <laughs> that bothers me. So yeah. clear mix signals. Why'd you yeah. lie to me? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's that'll mess like you dating. up. And then the other one was a mutual friend of ours had a therapist who she told in, told in person that she would no longer like to see. And the woman went on to like psychoanalyze the girl in person to tell her why she thought she couldn't handle it's not me it's you (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know why just a reminder that medical professionals also human Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that it's a bummer absolutely because you want them you want them to be like geniuses and better than you but they're not which Mm. you know Right. Like the doctor who told me that I that I have an anger management problem and that's why I have insomnia. I was like, no, I'm mm-hmm. angry because you're not giving me any <laughs> advice on insomnia. And I traveled over an hour to see you and you are supposedly the top specialist. Right. That's, that's right. Like anger insane. isn't like a legitimate feeling. It's I have an anger management problem. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love being gaslit by doctors. That's like super fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. Um, I have a very good therapist, but I've not tried to break up with him yet after two plus years. So we'll see. I'll let you know 
if and when that happens, how he reacts. Uh, I feel like if you're seeing the same place, same same guy, it's been longer than two years. Did I just out yeah. you on the internet? No, it's okay. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> on this podcast? I, well, you know how you know that it's is long because relationship. in our mutual calendar, I have Jen goes to the shrink every Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you do know the timeline. It's probably been three or four years. Which yeah. I kind of love every time I see it. I'm like, oh, right. Jen's commuting to the shrink right now. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I've never really done therapy. Well, you, I remember you saying that at one point you were like, I feel like I could just meditate or I don't know. Like Wait, there were really? other other Did options. I say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds stupid. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I have I severe like anxiety, but I'll just I'll just go for a walk. It should be fine. I don't have severe anxiety. I'm just, no, I'm just like messing. a neurotic Jew. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just got that going for me. Yeah. But I uh, I wonder. I guess it, it's probably good for everybody. The thing is, like you know, you live in New York, LA, San Francisco. It's like everybody goes, so mm-hmm. you're the odd man out if you don't go. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. should I be going? What's happening? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely just a cultural thing here. I definitely was in a moment where I felt like I needed it. It was like really clear that I needed to just be talking about things because I wasn't processing them well on my own. And this man is a little angel sent from heaven. Um, who, Whoa. You know, you know, is that like your it? Yelp review? No, nah. mm, <laughs> actually, mm. I'm not going to like lionize him too much. But can we just talk about how turned on I am that Jen used the word lionize in a sentence? I fucking it was love really that. Good. Nobody it was good. uses it. Yeah, Thanks, everyone. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I just, I'm schwamping over here. Schwamping. All right. Schwamp, schwamp. Trying to um, bring back the schwamp. <laughs> but what I really like about him, and I, he, I, I wonder if he listens to this podcast. Hey, well, you should send him this hey, episode Mark. based on this endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that I, he lets me speak about whatever I want to speak about. And then he always offers just super useful advice. And sometimes it's in the form of like a metaphor or something like that. He's like, well, Jen, this sounds like a play. He speaks in riddles. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but they always stick with me. And I always think about them later. And I'm like, wow, that was really helpful. He's like, there's so, a three-eyed fairy in a wood. <laughs> <laughs> He's <Yeah>. the sphinx. It's <laughs> yeah. helpful. Or the oracle or something. Yeah. You're like, I, yeah, I don't know if I should go for this. And he's like, mm, try or try not. <laughs> Ellie and I just cackled at the same time. <laughs> I believe it's do or do not. There is no try. No, you, I, I messed it up. But I, I just picturing Jen in therapy and then the camera pans over and you see the other chair and it's Yoda. It's Yoda. That's working for me. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'd go to therapy with Yoda. That guy's wise as fuck. But it's really just a Yoda puppet that my therapist is holding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pay a lot Jen of money. Can only, he can o- she can only speak to the Yoda uh, puppet. Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Call back to our <laughs> Jediism episode, which was yes. surprisingly convincing. By the end, I was like, yeah, I'll be a Jedi. It made a lot more well, you, sense than any other religion we'd heard about. Well, you guys uh, were just mentioned like, oh, it, you know, it's it's East Coast, West Coast thing and it's destigmatized, which I think is true. But like, I'm really fascinated with a generational shift of like our parents. I just saw a funny tweet about this of like, but the boomer generation is like, oh my God, he went to, th- he went to therapy. <laughs> and we are literally like, all, I hear tons of people on podcasts, on social media being yeah, like. People now are like, you don't go to therapy? You What's don't wrong go? Like uh, they share details about their experiences very publicly. And it's wonderful. And, and you know, I've heard people talking on other shows like you go to the doctor because your foot's broken. Why wouldn't you go to the doctor to fix the rest of you? Like it yeah. just is like logical. So yeah. you're saying our heads are broken. <laughs> Everyone's is to some Matt, degree. Matt, do you go to therapy? We went after a traumatic event, and it was really helpful. We 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 happened to find a wonderful uh, person, and uh, she clicked for us, and it was really well. Then we had kids, and it was like, ain't nobody got time for anything. <laughs> but it's probably time to go back. Uh, speaking only for myself, and and yeah, yeah. I, I think it's yeah. great. Well, speaking of the time commitment, it doesn't sound like what. Well, the community we're about to look at is quite right, but there are all these online outlets now where you can video chat a therapist. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, you guys should explain more about what seven we're doing today. Because, what the fuck we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, what the fuck Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I could do my Yoda impression for the rest of the show. Right. You know you what? Want. I would enjoy that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we so are talking to. <laughs> Should I keep going? Okay. (laughs) Seven Cups is a website that bills itself as the world's largest emotional support system. So essentially, you can go on here in like a chat room setting. Correct me if I'm wrong, everyone. Um, A chat room Mm -hmm. setting in which you anonymously can talk to both licensed therapists and trained listeners, which I'm really excited to hear about what that means. 
It seems like the listeners are the main Shazam here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Crowdsourced therapy, which just as a concept is uh, super interesting. Yeah. And of course, that's, I think the listeners can already tell. The listeners can already tell where this is going. We're like, it's cool that there are all these listeners available if you're on Seven Cups. But then it's like, when and how do trained therapists step in, if at all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When does Yoda get on the line? Or Maz? <laughs> I like Maz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Question, if yeah. there are lots of listeners on this platform, could we just log in and play our podcast on Seven Cups and would we then be able to get more listeners from that? Marketing Is that how this idea. works? Yep, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. So Matt, if you could get on that, that would be great. Yep. That's genius. It's genius. Yeah. Three three hundred three hundred thousand volunteer <laughs> listeners have signed up. We could we could use three hundred thousand more listeners. That yeah. would work for us. Yeah. Um, well, I think it might be time to listen to some trivia. Oh, oh I like it. Ladies only. The problem with the podcast is that you can't see all the times I'm just shaking my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can say them. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do not have trivia for you today because I have emails and voicemails. Even this better. This is a great day. Yeah. One email from John Doe. Is that his real name? It's yeah. on the email, so I'm sure it is his legal name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Doe says, hey, guys, I love the episode about macrophilia. Uh, so I felt compelled to reach out and share. I've been a size change artist since I graduated college in 09 or aught nine, as I like to say, because I'm from. The 19th century. Uh, it was during the recession and I couldn't find work. So I decided to sharpen my Photoshop skills by making art focused around my fetish. Uh, and he says that he has posted on Giantess City uh, and he's uh, aware of Pete and it was nice to hear his voice. So uh, it was cool to hear from John who really enjoyed the Macrophilia episode as many people have. John Doe, because, we need you yeah. to send us that art. I want to see yeah. it. I think yes, he he did. He did. I'll forward it to you. I didn't. Oh, I didn't want to uh, share his uh, his Instagram on the on the air, quote unquote. I didn't know if he wanted to be shared publicly, but I will send it to you guys, and we'll reach back out to John and see if we can share his stuff with with y'all. Great. I just want to say, way to go, John, because I think fetishes can sometimes be counterproductive, but you flipped that around and made it into something that's fueling your art. So I think that's also, really awesome. Of course, Jen likes it. She's a I'm giant. A giantess. Okay. Right. right. No. No photoshopping required. Just, yeah. just take a. Just take a picture. Jen and Neil. Just take yeah. a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually really want to take some photos with you where we like are in a field and I'm in the. We just like stage it. You know, like the salt flats you know, in Bolivia where you make things yeah. like different sizes. <laughs> and it looks like you're inserting yourself <laughs> into. <laughs> Your vagina. I'm so glad that you went there because I'm ready to go there. I didn't want to say uh, my vagina on yeah, air, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> ladies only. Exactly. In my vagina. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I do have one voicemail to share I with you. Love uh, the voicemails. Here it comes. Hi, this is Chad, and I listen to Two Girls One podcast while working from home. No, wait. I guess from now on, I'll be listening to Two Girls, One Podcast while entering sweepstakes. Chad calling in about sweepstakes. Thanks, Chad. Well done, sir. Hope you're winning a lot of shit and have to have a whole new room in your house to hold it. (laughs) Our our sweepstakes guy told me something to enter and said, enter it every day. And I was like, I will. I've entered it twice. (sighs) You've got to put a reminder. Which is almost like every day, except not... It's every day if you're only looking at two days. Hey! <laughs> I have not won, but I haven't checked my spam folder. What if I won already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. But what is wrong with, speaking of psychology, what is wrong with us? I felt the same way. He, he, he gave off the mic uh, after we finished recording. Uh, Tom gave us a really good contest to enter that so if we easy. entered every single day, it would be so easy and we would likely win like a $25 Visa gift card. Like all you got to do is send an email a day or some something like that. And we all were like, yeah, we're going to do it. I didn't do it. Yeah. I did, did it twice. It twice. 
Well, here's Which is great, stupid. but like, what's wrong with us? Well, here's what happened for me. I thought he said $2,500. I was very excited. <laughs> and then he clarified and I was like, not worth the effort. <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Okay. I uh, am in LA now and I don't have a car yet. And I'm sitting in these like hour long Uber pools and just like being a zombie and forgetting that I have like podcast drafts to listen to and sweepstakes to enter. I'm a mess. You should be a sweepstake zombie. Just get on it. Just like mindlessly mm-hmm. enter just shit. Just like winning things left and right. Mm-hmm. I still need to win mm-hmm. a car and Burning Man mm-hmm. tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. You can do it. This is your therapy session. Get it the fuck done, Allie. <laughs> oh, thank you. Get it? Is this what therapy is like? Do. Do. Or do not. Yeah, I know. I was like, how, do, how would Yoda say enter? that? <laughs> Don't you will the fuck get it? No. You that was not Yoda. great Muppet voice, though. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's true. Uh, well, I think it's time for a commercial break. <laughs> yeah, we got to take a break. If we don't break now, we don't get paid. Yeah. We will talk more about therapy after this commercial break. And now a real advertisement entitled Satan's Marionette Puppet from the number one website for used toys of every variety, Craigslist. You'll love it. Runs around the house while you sleep and ends up in impossible places. Winks. But no one will believe you. Makes laughing noises coming from your attic. Indestructible. Causes mysterious and unexplainable accidents. Ladders tipping over. Garbage disposals turning on, brake lines cut. Could make a great mobile for a baby's crib. Disclaimer may cause irrational fear of dolls late into adulthood. Comes with the original padlock chest it was found after being recovered from the bottom of the ocean. Pricing 10,000 souls. Willing to trade for monkey's paw. Must have minimum of one wish left. Bonus. Stigmata edition. <laughs> Jen, how do you feel when you go in adult women's rooms and they have a collection of dolls? Uh, it has not happened to me, and I think it would really freak me out. I huh? feel uncomfortable in my own skin. You told me that this happened to you one time. It was like a decade ago, Wait, and it was okay. somebody... Well, I think so. It was somebody we knew. Oh, in the f- this is in- what I'm thinking of, too, and I thought you were with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're uh-huh. not always together. Wait, we're thinking, we're thinking of something we, someone we worked with? Yes. Yeah. We're on our show and yes. you, you entered yes, her bedroom. Thinking, yes. Wait, is it me? Wait, is it it's me? you. No, we, we entered we his thinking bedroom. We the same person, but in my revisionist history, you were with me. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into our interview. We have zero segue today. We have our guest on the line. So I know I always say on the line. Well, she's kind of on the line, but anyway. Technically, even though we're all connected by the internet, there are cables that transmit our voice. So, so we're on the line. yes, she's on the line. I, I think that's line. accurate. We're speaking with Laura Small, Director of Community Development at Seven Cups. Welcome, Laura. Hello. Welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> we're happy you're here. So to get started, we always just like to ask people in your own words to describe what is Seven Cups and um, why did the founders launch this site? Yeah. Seven Cups is a free, on-demand emotional support network that connects people who need help with trained, active listeners in a live, text-based conversation. And the founder, Glenn Moriarty, uh, started the company. He's a psychologist, and he, about five, I guess six years ago, um, was having a conversation with his wife where she was, she's a therapist, and she was offering him a lot of support. Uh, that he was very thankful to get access to. And it occurred to him after that conversation that one of the behaviors that's offline that hadn't moved online yet, um, at least at scale, was the ability to just offer kindness and support to someone. And that's really when Seven Cups began as a result of that interaction he had with his wife. Um, And I started working at Seven Cups like six months after the company was formed And we were doing about 50 live text conversations a week, and we've now scaled to over 200,000 a week. So it's really grown quite a bit. Uh, It's free to anyone who needs it. It's available 24-7 around the clock. 
uh, and in all countries, and and uh, you can use your app or or desktop. Great. And is it all text based, or does it ever escalate to a phone call, for example? No. So it's all text based. However, we work very closely with uh, volunteers that help us run the site, run the community through moderation roles, etc. And we often do voice calls with them, but that's more for project management. But none of the listening happens with voice or video. So just to clarify, so if I'm a user, I sign on and I start texting with a listener. Yep. Okay. Great. I've got it. I'm done here. I'll see you later. <laughs> oh, I thought there was more to that question. <laughs> no, there's not. Um, okay. <laughs> so if you had to generalize, and you have to because we're asking you to, okay, what do you say makes up this community? It, it varies. It, it's people who, it can run the gamut from someone who's just had a really bad day at work, or they're just feeling a little bit lonely to people who are living with chronic mental health conditions, uh, who will stay part of the community for as long as they need to get that support. And how do you measure when they've received that support? So every Every person who comes to the site and talks to a listener has the opportunity to leave a text review or a star review for that listener. And all of those reviews are parsed by our team. And we use that information to determine the quality of the interaction and the, you know, sort of how the listener is doing. Uh, so that's our main way of judging like how helpful the service is. Well, speaking of, how do you source and train your listeners? Yeah. Because, like, I shouldn't be a listener. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? You could be a listener. You don't know me yet. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, the idea behind listening is that that really anyone could do it. Um, you know, you go through this training program. It's about 45 minutes. It takes you through the basics of active listening, which is how to be how to reflect what someone is saying, ask open-ended questions, what to do if there's a crisis situation or, you know, someone needs help beyond what you're able to give as just a listener, um, and just sort of how to manage a variety of different scenarios that might come up. And then there's a mock chat where you actually interact with a bot and sort of practice the act of listening. And uh, the whole thing, yeah, takes about 45 minutes. And then once you are part of the listener community, there are over 50 additional trainings. So for example, if you wanted to really get great at supporting someone who's living with depression, you could go through an additional training on living with depression and questions to ask someone who might be struggling with depression, etc. So there's all sorts of different topics or uh, categories that listeners can sort of specialize in. And then once they've specialized, is that when they're paired with those people? So in short, yes, the answer to that question, but it can also, the pairing component can also be random. So often when people are coming through, especially for the first time, they're not always telling us what they're struggling with. So you could, you pick up as a listener, you pick up a chat and sometimes you don't know what the member, if they haven't identified or sort of tagged their chat in any way, you might not know exactly what they are struggling with. Um, in which case, even if you specialize in depression support, for example, um, you know, it's sort of, you might get something that's outside of your specialty. So it's almost old school where you're just picking up a call. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them are tagged, it, you know, depending, they all have the opportunity to be tagged by the help seeker, but if that help by language, location, um, and topic, but if that person doesn't say it, then yeah, it's, it's old school. <laughs> yeah. And just to be clear, these are one-on-one conversations. It never sort of opens up into a larger like group chat, right? These are all one-on-one conversations. That's true. Um, but we do have chat rooms as well, which is a whole nother, uh, can of worms in conversation. Um, and a lot of the work that my team does is, relates to keeping our chat room safe. Um, but there are group interactions, just the main core service of Seven Cups is that one-on-one interaction. Mm-hmm. And can you talk a little bit more, what do you do in your role as Director of Community Development? Sure. So when I started working at Seven Cups, um, it was sort of like the first Thanksgiving. Like I got to the site and there was not that much going on. And my job was essentially to create programming and volunteer teams to help run and facilitate all different types of interactions on the platform. Um, so I brought everyone together and we we started building this 
online system of volunteerism. So a listener is a volunteer, but there's also moderators. So moderators help keep our forums and our chat rooms safe. And then there's also a, a mentoring component where we're training listeners who are experienced and how to support listeners who are brand new or sort of not as experienced. So there's all this programming that goes on. And it's uh, when I first started working at Seven Cups, my job was to figure out what those core functions should be and then start plugging in volunteers to manage and oversee those systems. So I launched, um, I remember the day I was given basically like a blank forum and I had to populate it and create all the categories and the content. And I really leveraged our volunteer network to uh, figure out what do they want to talk about? What kind of conversations are happening here that relate to our user base? Um, and in and in that way, um, also built the product and the community alongside it. And so now my day-to-day, sort of fast forward five and a half years, is I'm, I'm overseeing sort of the, the community strategy. We have two full-time community managers um, that work on the day-to-day operations. And then we have two part-time community managers that are also managing a variety of different components of the site. And then we also have a 24-7 paid moderation staff. So we have moderators on our, on our um, platform 24 hours. So now my day-to-day is to oversee and support that team and make sure that all of the execution is, is done in a safe way, abiding by policy. Uh, we're all rowing the boat in the same direction, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm also still very much like in the weeds with the community team. I'm talking to users. I'm supporting the volunteers um, and addressing issues as they, they come up. But sort of really, you know, it's hands-on work. How many volunteers are there? You mean listeners oh, or like yes. volunteers, like moderators? Uh, I was thinking listeners. Oh, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to know listeners first, and then moderators. Yeah. <laughs> so we currently have three hundred over three hundred thousand listeners um, who've gone through the training program. They've sent over one trillion messages on our platform, and they've helped thirty nine million people. Wow. How do you measure success? So like when you say that they've helped 39 million people, how do you know that? So those people that they've helped, those, those, are, those are people who've come and sought our listeners. Um, we just call it people helped, um, but we use our review system and our, you know, the system by which we, like I explained earlier, where people are leaving ratings and reviews to really assess for the quality of the chat in those conversations. And how many moderators are there, did you say? And what's the, what do they do? What's their process? So to become, so we have, last I checked, we had over 1,200 moderators, trained volunteer moderators. And so they all have to get, it's, it's not like Reddit, like where you can just sort of sign up and create a subreddit on your own. You have to go through our training program where you apply. You have to be a good citizen of our platform and of our community. You have to have reached certain um, thresholds in terms of experience. Um, and then you go through a training where you are in a chat. Like, for example, our chat room moderators, they have to um, go into a chat room and actually practice all of the moderation fe- like tools and systems that exist in our product. Um, so there's both like a written component where you have to you know, display knowledge of, of why and when, and you might moderate um, or use the moderation tools, and then you actually have to successfully use them um, in the product and in the site. And what are the backgrounds of these listeners and moderators? The thing is, is they're just people like you and me. I mean, the thing about being a listener is that it really draws on the... It, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've helped a friend, a friend called you crying or, you know, your sibling was upset and they called you and you just listened to them and you talked to them and you supported them and you told them to seek help or you gave them ideas on how to address the problem. Um, and that's really what listening is. The idea is that you actually can gain more insight and awareness as to what's going on with you through the act of listening. So for example, if you were struggling with depression or living with depression uh, and you were helping someone who was also living with depression, you get that additional um, context and insight as to what they're going through by, by listening to them. Um, so there's, it's mutually beneficial for both the listener and the member, the help giver and the help seeker um, in that regard. 
And I think that there's a lot of value in that interaction from both sides. What are some of like the larger trends that you're seeing people are coming to the site for? I, I assume depression would be something that people talk about. I, I don't know if that information is aggregated, but like, what are some of the bigger things that people tend to be talking about? Yeah, I don't have that data. Um, but for the most part, people are coming to the site to talk about depression, sadness, loneliness. Um, that's just my anecdotally, like what uh -huh. I've picked up on over the years. You know, a lot of people don't necessarily know that they are living with a mental health condition, or they are just beginning the process of starting to understand who they are and what, what resources and tools they need to live their best life. You know, I don't have that aggregate data. But uh, it almost doesn't matter in terms of like the, what the listeners are doing day to day. But super interesting from like a trends perspective um, and sort of understanding sort of at pop, you know, at scale, like what are most people think that at least they think that they're living with or dealing with, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. The reason we're, we wanted to cover this in our podcast is actually we have a community around this podcast in Discord, which is a chat server, and listeners of the show where they're talking about anxiety. And so many people, everybody was like, I have anxiety. And somebody said, well, I wonder where people are going <laughs> online to deal with this. And somebody was like, oh, there's this great place. <laughs> yeah, anxiety, worry. Um, we actually have a very strong community of older adults who we call it our 50 plus community. But it's, you know, there's a lot of very tech savvy older adults who are using our platform every day to find connection and support, uh, which I love. Like, I think it's just so cool that you can go into a 50 plus chat room and there they are, just a group of older adults hanging out, talking mm -hmm. to each other. Mm -hmm. And is there support provided for the listeners? Because some of the, some of these conversations must be pretty taxing. Oh, totally. Yeah, they are taxing. Uh, so we have a pretty robust listener community. So it's a community where it's just for listeners and we have listener only chat rooms and we have listener only forums. Those forums and those chat rooms are dedicated to two sort of key functions. One, training, ongoing training, information on how to, you know, sharing resources on how to manage different types of chats. So, you know, uh, mock chat transcripts, et cetera. So training. And then the second bucket is just supporting each other through these challenging um, chats that can happen. Um, and sometimes supporting one another doesn't have to be as like deliberate as it sounds. Sometimes supporting one another is just posting in the, hey, how's the weather today forum thread, where you're just sort of keeping it, you know, you're recognizing that maybe something has been challenging, but, you know, the way that you're supporting yourself is through just participating with other listeners in a more casual conversation. Um, we also have a role, a volunteer role in our community called peer support, which is dedicated to supporting listeners after they've had a hard chat. I think we have about 55 of these peers who, um, you know, they have a badge and that, you know, if you go into the listener chat rooms, it, it'll say peer support next to their um, name. And they are there to exclusively to, just to help you after a challenging chat and talk to you. So I'm sure you've heard this criticism before, but I would love to hear what you guys say to this. But basically the fact that you have listeners and it could be anybody as opposed to trained professionals. Yeah. I was wondering what is Seven Cups stance on that? Well, I think therapists are awesome. And if there's anyone listening to this who needs help, definitely go and seek, seek it from a trained professional. Um, a listener is not meant to replace that professional. We have a lot of respect for therapists and recognize the boundaries that exist between a therapist and the listener. Um, that said, there are so many people that need help that don't have access or resources uh, to to connecting with a therapist, even though technology has made it much easier to find a therapist or connect digitally with therapists, um, you know, there's still a lot of people who just don't, you know, don't take advantage of that and, and don't have access or resources to therapists. So a listener, you can think of a listener as just one, one piece of the mental health journey and sort of access to that care is what we provide. Um, but certainly, if you need more care, you're curious about, you know, a mental health condition you think you might be living with, like our listeners are not going to diagnose any of that. Uh, we also have therapists on our platform. So our listeners um, are trained. There's a section of the listener training on when to refer a member to a therapist. If, for example, the listener recognizes that they aren't able to, to, help, that list, to help that member, 
you know, then they can refer them to a therapist on our platform uh, to talk to them. Um, and we work, the community team works closely with the therapy team to sort of make that process as seamless as it can be. Um, and it's not even to, you know, promote our own therapy services, which is one of our, one of the ways that Seven Cups makes money, but it's really just to leverage both of those service providers in dynamic ways. And not a lot of companies that do online therapy have access to that listener community or another population of people that can help with that referral, stepped care, um, and sort of supporting one another in the act of supporting those who need mental health support. Got it. That was <laughs> thorough. It's like you've done this before. <laughs> yeah. I've, I know. I was listening to myself say that and I was like, wow, oh, this is coming out <laughs> nicer than Seamlessly. I thought it would. <laughs> Um, have you been a listener? Yes, I pick up chats pretty often. I mean, I think it's super important, especially if you're on the community team, to know your product and know how it's working and what the experience is like for people coming through the front door. I definitely um, pick up chats and, and talk to people. And I take great pride in, in that. And I think it's super important for anyone on the community team to, to really know what that experience is like. So you mentioned some elements of listening that are taught. I think you mentioned something about repeating things back to people or echoing, being able to echo and the importance of open-ended questions. What other sort of listening techniques are, are used? Well, an open-ended question is really anything that doesn't require a yes, no um, answer. And if you Googled it, you would find so many. But we also... <laughs> yeah. um, we have a list of them in our forum. But oh, cool. our, So our training is... You know, one thing that can be hard for listeners in particular is setting really healthy boundaries with the people you support. Mm -hmm. So we talk about boundaries. We talk about, um, you know, how to label an emotion or help someone label an emotion. So as a listener, you never want to, your role is to try and help the person that you're, that you're supporting come to a higher level of understanding about whatever it is that they're going through without telling them what you think they are going through. And right. there's real like skill and art to that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not easy to do. And, and if you've tried to do it in your personal life, then, then you might know. Um, so there's one component um, is related to that. Um, also, we have a chapter in the listener training related to helping a member or a help seeker identify their strengths mm. um, and what you know what strengths they have in addressing their problem and how to be uh, proactive in you know you might be recognizing some of your struggles, but surely there are some strengths and there are some positive things that you can also take from your situation or from your experience that could be helpful or relevant. So finding ways to focus on your strengths um, is another one. Um, and then there's also just some like etiquette, like if you've ever like chat etiquette, right? So we try to be as professional as we can when we're talking, but text messaging, text messaging help um, can sometimes include a lot of emojis and, you know, little ways of saying things that are not as professional, a little bit more, uh, I guess, chat text is the word um, or phrase. Um, and so just talking about what those what those mean in the context of the conversation? Surely, sending a heart emoji in <sighs> chat is super. Um, you know, not much to get to sort of miss there in terms of context. But sometimes there can be um, context that gets missed when you're just communicating over text. So we also try to talk about talk about that, um, and then. Another component of the active listening training is like how to end the conversation. Mm. Um, you know, we all, if you're a volunteer and you're giving your time to support a member who needs help, that member isn't going to know, hey, you have to leave in 20 minutes. You how, so we teach listeners how to professionally end that conversation in a supportive way so that it's not abrupt um, and like leaving the member hanging. Cool. Um, I was also wondering, is there, I'm sure it's maybe for the individual, but is there a recommended way to use the site in that like, you know, when I see my therapist in New York City, I go once a week. <laughs> Are people just kind of going on, do some people go on every day? Do some people go on, like, is it within intervals or whenever they need help? We don't have any recommendations on, on that. I think there's you know, any site wants, wants folks to come back and get as much help as they need. But sometimes people just use the site once they just think they had a bad day at work, and they just needed to talk today. And they just come once and then you know, we never hear or see from them 
again. Um, but then we also have people who need us a couple times a week. It really depends. We also have people, um, especially the more the the folks that are a little bit more, um, you know, have used the product a few t- more than once, a few times. Um, they're coming back to participate in group interactions. Um, so there's something about meeting friends, meeting like-minded people, meeting others, and sharing in group experiences on our platform that uh, you know also people come back for. That's not that one-on-one chat, but also adds a lot of value um, to the person who's seeking help. Um, so it, it can vary, I guess, is the answer to that question. I have a question on a kind of different tangent. How do you deal with trolls? And also, I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> we had to ask. I also feel like, is this like the new prank call? Because like my brother used to make prank calls all the time as a kid. You know, you just like open up the phone book. But now I feel like people must prank text. Yes, and it's funny you say that because my fiance is excellent at prank texting, um, <laughs> but he does not do it on Seven Cups, thankfully. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, I think I'm... he knows someone who works there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, he pro tip: he got a Google Voice number and he has been prank texting his friends for the last nine months. So if any of his friends are listening, yes, it was him. It was him. him. Yeah. We need um, to do that. That's so smart. <laughs> it's really hysterical. He'll prank text people when he's like at parties with them. Anyway. Why does um, he prank text them? He'll text them like I'm watching you. Like I he'll text them, hey, this is so and so. We, you know, went to summer camp together ten years ago. I'm in town. I need a place to crash. What's going on with you? <laughs> like, you know, that kind of plot line. And then he'll watch the person like go through the experience <laughs> of thinking that this is all real and like come up to him and be like, Hey, have you like, I just heard from this guy. Have you heard from him? Like he's messaging me. What should I say? Uh, <laughs> <It's pretty funny. laughs> um, yeah. I know we're talking about mental health, but uh, we're going to stop talking about that. Cause I need to know how to do better prank texting. This is gold. <laughs> yes. And he is a pretty hysterical um, internet person and would probably be a great I person. I see it now. <laughs> as soon as Matt's kids are old enough, he's going to be prank texting them left and right, making fucking YouTube videos about it. Only it'll be VR by then Fuck or something. I'll, I'll be prank texting you guys. No, I, I hope you do, yeah. actually. <laughs> I'm into that. There's a Trader Joe's gift card on its way. Ha ha! <laughs> this is Matt and I know there's not. Okay, so how do you deal with trolls on the site? Yeah, so I think there are so many people who are really struggling. So I think I, I want to first challenge like this word trolls. Like, okay, if I think about who is a troll, they're probably someone who's struggling or living with a mental health condition or, you know, having something go wrong in their life. And even if that means that they're going to act out, right? So trolling is acting out to cause harm. That is you know, a condition in itself. So I try to have a very empathetic approach ah, to trolls. Interesting. However, the trolls come to prank you and you help them. I, well, we, they troll <laughs> them. Yeah, turns Just into a <laughs> you troll the trolls. We, <laughs> no comment. No, <laughs> we actually created a forum. I created a forum area like two years ago. I'd, I'd have to dig it up, but it was basically for, you know, have you been caught trolling seven cops? Come and get support here. And it was a place for people to sort of confess that they had used the site inappropriately. And it ended up, no one confessed, of course, because who would confess to that? But it ended up being one of the funniest forum threads because it was like just people posting gifts of like, it's a trap and don't do it. And just really funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, I um, wish they would have confessed. That would have been so brilliant. What a tactic. Uh, I wish they would have. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I wish Trick them and trap them. Now, you got to be sneakier with the trolls. You can't just be like, hey, confess you're trolling. You know what I mean? That's not the. It's got <laughs> to go deeper than that. So, yeah, we've had all sorts of different inappropriate behaviors on our platform. We're an anonymous online global chat site. So, of course, we have. So, you're asking for it. We're asking for it. We have people coming to the site for all different reasons. There are people that only like go after our chat rooms. There are people that feel the need to sort of act inappropriately in one-on-one conversations. Um, And we do our best to keep them off the platform. This is why we have a 24-7 paid moderation staff. In part, it's to make sure that the site is safe and that we are de-escalating things in a appropriately 
timed manner. Um, that said, having dealt with all different types of trolley behavior over the years, I think one thing I've learned or, and I don't know if this is surprising at all, but in my experience, the a hundred percent of the time this has worked in getting a troll to stop their behavior. And that is getting them on a phone, getting them on a phone call or a video call, looking them in the eye and telling them to stop. Yeah, but how often do they agree to that? Right. So most of them won't. However, I've done it now five, six times, and they've been some of our more notorious instigators, and I've never seen or heard from them again. Um, So if you can get them on the phone or you have access to their phone number or their contact information, I think it's really helpful, especially in an anonymous site, to make that connection. Like, I'm a real person. I'm sitting here. You're hurting me. You're hurting our site. Um, Because everyone, even the trolls, can have empathy at the end of the day. It's just putting them in a situation where they, you know, they can't not deny the humanness. Are are there any success stories that you can share? Yeah. Um, There's so many. One example I think of just off the top of my head is a is a young person who joined the platform, I guess, right around the same time I started working at Seven Cups, so over five years ago now, and they were very troubled and they were acting inappropriately um, and they were, you know, not living by the community guidelines. And instead of just rejecting their account, I decided to to give them an activity. And I asked them to go participate in the community and here's your project and go do it. Um, you know, and it was to lead a discussion on, a, on depression support, or I actually forget the discussion, but it was like to go do something good for the community. And once they did that, they, they just were on a totally different, uh, pathway. And they now are one of our highly trained volunteers. They've been involved in the site for many years. Um, so there's there's stories like that, but then there's also stories like individuals who are living with chronic mental health conditions who come to the site every day, um, and they have like they have a therapist, but they only go to their therapist once a week, like most people, and they need help in between. So they're coming and they're talking to listeners through the week and just gaining support from the community that way. Definitely a lot of people having had um, a positive experience on our site and like a life changing experience as well. I think listening is a distinctly human like feature, it seems like, that could it be replicated by technology. But since this is online chatting, is there a future in which chatbots would be helping people? I don't know the answer <laughs> to that question. Uh, I think there is. I think I think that when I think you're right. I don't think that technology is at a place where it can it can replicate human connectivity. That said, I think it probably could, especially as we get much better at analyzing messaging data. Uh, you know, not we, Seven Cups, just like the world, whoever is studying that. Um, you know, there's probably a, a world in which we could uh, have highly sophisticated bots who are trained and learned from the most kind humans, and they create, uh, a, I, I guess it. I guess it can happen. It just seems very far away. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Just curious. <laughs> yeah, I think the Seven robot takeover is a little far off. Yeah, thankfully. Based on my interactions with my Google Home. It's an idiot. Yeah. I no longer have Alexa because I found myself unplugging her like when I wanted to tell my fiance like something private or like something <laughs> just between us. I'm like, I don't want Alexa to hear this. <laughs> yeah. So I eventually just like got rid of her. Yeah. And no longer, yeah, so we know Alexa's no longer wow. in the group. Yeah, she's very sensitive, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do you have any words of wisdom for anyone, you know, thinking about trying this service? Yeah, I think Seven Cups is a really special place. And if you're feeling lonely or disconnected or unsure of your future or unsure of how you're going to survive the next five minutes, you know, Seven Cups is a place where you can come and meet like-minded people and be part of something that's bigger than yourself and experience something that you might not have the opportunity to do otherwise. It's a diverse online city and uh, it's something that I think the world needs and definitely 
uh, give it a try. If you're, if you're, you know, 3 a.m. and you need, you need help, we are here for you. Thank you so much for joining us, Laura. Sure. Thank you. You know what we didn't ask? What? Why is it called Seven Cups? Mm. Oh, isn't it a tea thing? Well, we'll never know now. Nope. We'll never <laughs> know. I think it's tea. Tea. Like, what about tea? Like seven cups of tea that you would drink while having yeah. a chat? Isn't that a thing? I don't know. Seven cups of tea. I'd be think- peeing for like just nonstop. <laughs> I can't even do one seven cup of Seven cups of tea, seven cups of pee. <laughs> yep, that's Direct correlation. Say. Yeah. I always say I'm going to try stuff. I know. And Allie makes fun of me. It's like, you're not really going to try this. <laughs> I was thinking of maybe trying this listening training just to, I, I would like Ooh. to become a better listener. So I'm going to look into it at least and I'll let you know if I do it. I actually do. I believe that you might do that one. <laughs> Thank you for your belief in me. How's Esperanto coming, Jamila? <laughs> Fikiju. <laughs> like, I've never learned that. So it's Fikiju. She's got one word. <laughs> That's the only phrase you really need. Let's be serious. Yeah. Did we learn any other words? I don't think we did. Nah, yeah. it's all you need. Mm. Fikiju. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds therapeutic. Um, it, it, to, to just be there for someone else uh, sounds very meaningful, powerful. Oh, I thought you meant saying so Fikiju. I would be eager. It's like, yeah, that yes, does feel yeah, pretty good. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, cursing is pretty <laughs> cathartic, Matthew. Cursing in Esperanto therapy, yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> I'd be curious to hear from other listeners who have tried it. Me and by that, I mean too. our listeners. Yes. But also if our listeners have tried being listeners, I would like to hear that as well. Mm. We'll listen to what you have to say mm. about listening. Because it is tricky, right? Like uh, how many of these, what percentage of the users should really just be sent immediately to a trained professional, you know? Hard to say. Or are we all paying these trained professionals when we should really just be getting this free texting service? Also hard Mm -hmm. to say. I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here feeling Mm -hmm. the crushing anxiety of how much money I pay for therapy. And I'm like, why don't I just do this Mm -hmm. free online chat thing once a week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, good points all around. But you said that your guy gives you great advice at the end, yeah. spoken only in riddles. That's right. Mm. <laughs> so maybe you wouldn't have that. That might exist on Seven Cups, but I know it's. Oh, do you think someone's made like an AI chatbot Yoda, and you could talk to him? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pff, that's probably the first chatbot ever yeah. made. Yeah, the ultimate I wouldn't therapy. Go that far, but I, I agree with you. It's probably out there. Anywho, please do let us know, everybody, if you've tried Seven Cups and what your experience was as a listener or somebody expressing uh, something you were dealing with. You can tweet at us at Junebugger. I'm at Allie Gold. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail. Matt has been playing them on the show recently, so definitely chime in there. That number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And last but not least, you can join our Discord server, which inspired two days episodes. So please do come in there. Let us know what you would like to hear us cover on this podcast, and we will look into it. It's discord.gg slash 2G1P. Finally, Ali, if people would like to throw a little contribution our way, how do they do it? And you should. You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. All right, everybody. Enjoy the week. Bye. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg, then transcribed word for word and posted without context in thousands of anonymous online chat rooms. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. You have a great <laughs> Muppet voice, though. Ten thousand souls. <laughs>